It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Your team every day. That's our motto here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council. Where on Fridays, I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. And if you'd like to participate in the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Lockdown Panthers, either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. Today's episode is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You ever dream of becoming an NFL general manager and managing your own football franchise? Then this game is definitely for you to download the game just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores my listeners get a 100 free boost to their franchise when using the promo code locked on in all caps in the game store sometimes i really hate this team i really do i truly do um so i am back here re-recording a show because i went and did a full show almost i was actually down to the final segment in my my watch starts buzzing because I've subscribed to notifications uh, with Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport to make sure I never miss any NFL news, especially during this time of the year during free agency, so they don't miss something and then have to go back and re-record it, which is what happened today. Go out, check out to make sure that it's not Panthers news, and of course, it's Panthers news around 7.30 on a Sunday evening. The Carolina Panthers have come to terms with former Vikings wide receiver Adam Thielen for a three-year deal. Now, I am happy about this. I was someone who said I wasn't quite sure Thielen would come to Carolina, just thinking about, like, okay, he's older, probably wants to go to contender. Maybe Carolina's not what he's looking for, especially when they're going to be breaking in a rookie quarterback. He's going to have to play with Andy Dalton for maybe a first month of the season or first half of the season. Who knows how long Dalton's actually going to be the starting quarterback in Carolina if he ever is a starting quarterback. Because we all know the Panthers move to number one, the draft, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, maybe Will Levis or Anthony Richardson. Like, Dalton's not long for the starting job in Carolina that he currently has, mainly by default and seniority, and that the rookie is not here. So I wondered... Would a player like Adam Thielen, who's been in Minnesota, who's been all the way to an NFC championship game and so close to playing a Super Bowl, did he want to come to Carolina in this new regime with Frank Reich and now Thomas Brown as the OC? I didn't know. And I didn't really know what his role really was last year with Minnesota. It seemed like he was like number two wide receiver, maybe number three to KJ Osborne. Of course, Justin Jefferson, who was phenomenal. But last season, 70 receptions for... And six touchdowns at 10.2 yards per catch. So he was a solid player. And I still think he is. And he's one of those guys that's an expert route runner that Panthers could absolutely use in the slot. And that's what I think he's coming here to do. To be that veteran presence in the wide receiver room. Because they absolutely needed a veteran. They needed a leader. And someone who has produced in the NFOs. Had multiple thousand yard receiving seasons. Even if that was four or five seasons ago. He's done more in his career even a year ago. 
what Terrace Marshall's done collectively, what Shai Smith has done collectively, like what LaVishka Snow has really done here in Carolina. The Panthers had one of the worst wide receiving cores heading into free agency, and now they have added to it and made it better with Adam Thielen. And the thing, too, is you can't just look at, okay, you got Thielen, Marshall, Smith, and Chenault, and be like, okay, that's the wide receiver core. That's not going to be it. According to Jeremy Fowler of ESPN.com, he was on SportsCenter on Sunday morning saying the Panthers wanted both Adam Thielen and DJ Chark, who spent time with the Lions last year. He's been in Jacksonville. And Matt Bowen, who has his top 30 uh, available free agents on ESPN.com, does a really good job um, doing that. I'm going to talk, talk about that later also when we come down to some of the edge rushes. But Matt Bowen, um, he does, does a really good job breaking down those guys. He had Thielen 26 on his list. He has DJ Chark 7th on his list. Saying he's a vertical target, he's a vertical stretch target. Excuse me, average 16.7 yards per catch in 11 games to the Lions last season. He can be schemed to attack intermediate windows on deep end breakers. At six foot four, he has the ability to win outside matchups as a boundary target. He also has 18 touchdowns over five seasons, and he's been a Pro Bowler. No matter what value you place in the Pro Bowl, that is valuable to have someone who at least has been valued by his peers and by the the NFL as one of the better players in the NFL that season as a Pro Bowler. So adding Thielen and then Shark is a far better situation with the Carolina Panthers entered last week in free agency in. And really, we hadn't even got to week two because I guess week two starts Monday, which you're going to be listening to this on Monday. But Sunday, first seven days, they went out there, got their veteran quarterback in Andy Dalton, got a safety in Von Bell, which now allows Jeremy Chin to move up close to the line of scrimmage where he played his rookie year as a linebacker, more of a hybrid role, which I think he'll play in his 3-4 scheme with Jero Averro, the new defense coordinator in Carolina. So you went out and did that. You also got defensive linemen into Sean Williams and Shai Tuttle, neither of which are edge rushers, but they can solidify the interior of the defensive line. And they give you veteran options, which the Panthers did not have, and they had just lost. So that's important to have that. A pass-catching tight end in Hayden Hurst, and now you have a wide receiver in Adam Thielen, and you'd like to add another one in DJ Chark. All five of the boxes I wanted the Carolina Panthers to check last Monday have been checked in the first seven days, which is why I told y'all when DJ Moore got traded. And I understand the angst and the feelings surrounding it, but to wait and see what the world looked like a week later. And still a week later from that, the world did not look great as far as Carolina Panthers wide receiver core. And even to this day, it still doesn't look great. But if you add Chark and then you draft someone in the second round, which I think the Panthers are likely going to do. You have Thielen, Chark, your second-round wide receiver, who you hope maybe one day develops into your number one wide receiver, depending on who it is. You have Terrace Marshall, who still has potential and I think can take a next step this year from year two to year three. Shai Smith, LaVishka Chenault, and not to mention, Miles Sanders coming out of the backfield to catch football, and Hayden Hurst catches football at tight end. A year ago, it was DJ Moore, and that was basically it. They got rid of McCaffrey. You weren't getting Chuba Hubbard to catch the football. You weren't getting Deontay Foreman to do that either. And you weren't even asking either one of those guys to do that. Now you have Sanders who can do that. Ian Thomas, Tommy Trimble, they're not what Hayden Hurst is going to be in this Carolina Panthers offense under Frank Reich. So you've now added a veteran receiver. Maybe not the level DJ Moore. Certainly we know that. Back in the day he was, but not anymore. And Adam Thielen, but you have a veteran. And then you've added a pass catching tight end who can make some plays for you. You've added a running back who can make some plays for you and can be more durable. That's what you want here in Carolina for a rookie quarterback. It's not going to be perfect year one. 2024, next offseason, certainly I think they're going to have to be in the market to go out and get more skill position players, especially at wide receiver. We'll see. Thielen's going to be here. 
for the next year or two, depending on how the deal is actually broken down in those three years that he's signing here in Carolina. But you have Adam Thielen. You maybe have DJ Chorik. You have a good start to adding a receiver in this draft and then probably someone next year, whether it's a trade or free agency. And I still wouldn't turn down an opportunity to go out there and get a T. Higgins. If that's a possibility for the Carolina Panthers, they can make a trade work with Cincinnati and if, if the Bengals can't pay him and if T. Higgins can work out his salary to come to Carolina. I would still love to see that because I think he then, with Thielen, and if you do bring in Sharker, you draft someone in the second round with the other guys here and Marshall and Smith and Chenault, that works out to being a far more effective wide receiving core than what we had about seven, eight, ten days ago when news broke that DJ Moore was going to Chicago. So the Panthers are in a better situation now than they were, even though this is still a wide receiver room that's being built. And you have to understand, while Scott Fitterer might have been here and he made the Chenault trade and that he made the Marshall and Smith draft picks, Frank Reich's also going to have some sort of say. And Thomas Brown's going to have some sort of say in the guys that they have here. And John, John Jefferson, the wide receiver coach, like they're going to look at this room. They're going to evaluate them. They're going to be like, hey, this is what we need to do. And they evaluated the room and they decided – we need a veteran. We need Adam Thielen. And I don't know what his market was outside of Carolina, but all I know is he's here now, and this is absolutely a move the Carolina Panthers had to make and needed to make, and thank God they did make it. And let's go make another one, bring in DJ Chark, go get a second-round rookie wide receiver, and then continue to build and put pieces around this wide receiver. That's not the wide receiver room, but around this rookie quarterback when he gets here to Carolina later on this spring. All right, so – the Panthers are starting to fill that one need at wide receiver. I think they need to add more like I just mentioned. What about edge rusher? Because last year, it was pretty much Brian Burns and then a by-committee approach. Let's get back to 2021. Now, Hassan Reddick, he's not available. A player like Hassan Reddick's not available. What are some of the top remaining free agent edge rushers out there that could fix the need the Carolina Panthers have at edge rusher opposite of Brian Burns? We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. You've heard me talk about this mobile game app, and if you ever thought that you'd make a good general manager, you gotta give this game a try. It's not as easy as you might think to create a dynasty. When you play Ultimate Football GM, you get to control and manage every strategic aspect of your team as you play through seasons and lead your team to glory, trying to build a historic dynasty. With Ultimate Football GM, you're responsible for controlling the destiny of your franchise by hiring the right coaches and coordinators, managing all the finances, including negotiating player salaries and terms, navigating your franchise through your agency, the draft, injuries, players, slash personnel issues, and all the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world, Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable offline. Play on the go as you want and when you want to. Locked On Panthers listeners, meaning you, get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code Locked On in the game store that's Locked On in all caps, so make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app stores. That's ultimate-gm.com, Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm just wondering, like, when are we going to start talking about, like, edge rushers? Because last year, 
We went into the season saying the Carolina Panthers need an edge rusher opposite uh, Brian Burns after letting Hassan Reddick walk and then have a phenomenal season with hometown Eagles. We said that all offseason. Said it during training camp. Said it throughout the season. And at no point did the Carolina Panthers find someone opposite of Brian Burns. Now, the combination of Marquise Haynes and Frankie Louvu in the second half of the season, really like the last six or seven games, that helped out but did not strike the fear of God into left or right tackles like Burns does. And of course, like the combination in 2021 of Burns and Reddick did. So the Carolina Panthers still sit here needing an edge rusher who can command the attention and respect of offensive coordinators and offensive players in the NFL heading into the next season. I do think that they will probably draft someone, but remember first round pick going to the quarterback, second round pick, I would guess going to a wide receiver and in third round, is that going to be the earliest that they can really address edge rusher? So they need to go ahead and do that now in free agency and hopefully not break the bank because they didn't pay a lot for Hassan Reddick. And they ended up losing him because they were trying to get Deshaun Watson, but also it was going to cost them a pretty penny to bring Reddick back. And they knew down the line they were going to pay Brian Burns a ton of money. Now, Matt Bone, who I talked about earlier from ESPN.com, covers the NFL, does a lot of good scouting coverage and all that kind of stuff. I think he's on, um, was it ESPN? What is it, Game Plan? What, they, what was that show that. Uh, I can't remember what the hell it's called. Uh, either way, he's got his top 30 of free agents out there, and one, two, three, four, five, six of them are all edge rushers out there. Starting off in Yannick Ngakwe, who I've already linked to the Carolina Panthers a week ago during the free agency primer because he played for Frank Reich now briefly last year in Indianapolis, but he had nine and a half sacks in 2022, bringing his total to 65 over eight seasons, uh, given his subpar tape as a run defender, which is a concern. However, he should be targeted as a situational pass rusher, a role in which he can use his top-end traits when on the edge, burst out the ball, hand usage, and the ability to bend around off the tackles. We know NFL teams value edge rushers, so Ngakwe will have a market even if he tops out as a pass rusher on nickel snaps. I'm cool with that. Yannick Ngakwe, nine and a half sacks. Isn't that more than what Marquise Haynes has had combined the last two seasons. Frankie Louvu, what I think he had about seven last year almost. I would take that in Yannick Ngakwe. A situational pass rusher is really all I'm looking for. I don't need him to stop the run. That would help if he could do that as well. We need someone who teams are concerned about. And 65 sacks over eight seasons, that's pretty damn good. Nine and a half, I'll take that as well to go along with what Burns did last season. That fixes your pass rush in my opinion. Now, it does not fix you being able to stop, set the edge and stop the run but I do think that that gives you someone who teams are going to be concerned about can the Panthers figure out the right kind of one-year deal maybe for Ngakwe does he want a bigger deal I don't know that's a player that I'm absolutely interested in now there's another guy on this list who constantly gets brought up because he's from the area and you know who it is Jadavion Clowney who Matt Bone writes production dropped off in Cleveland last season as he had just two sacks in 12 games that's not great. He's a straight-line power rusher who can set a hard edge versus the run game, given his physical tools, which the Carolina Panthers absolutely need. He has never fully turned those tools into production, though. The number one overall pick in the 2014 draft has zero double-digit sack seasons. Clowney could be a rotational addition for a contender. Okay, so we look at free agency nowadays, and especially when you get to like the second round of free agency, a lot of these guys are more names and actual talent. And Clowney has always had the talent, we just have not seen it. And it's he's heading into, what, year nine playing in the NFL and still hasn't had double-digit sacks. He's only getting older. So what makes you think that's going to all of a sudden happen here at Carolina? Maybe it does, but it's hard to really bank on that. You'll probably get more out of Ngakwe as far as a pass rusher than Clowney, but you get more run-stopping out of Clowney than you get out of Ngakwe. 
and if you can get both, I guess that works out too. I don't know if the Carolina Panthers would get both and really want both of these guys and want any of them at all. I have no idea. We're just sitting here having a conversation about potential targets. Clowney, fine hometown kid, all that kind of stuff. That's a great story. I just don't see him being the kind of player that we would hope. And he got paid a ton of money by Tennessee, had zero sacks, had, did nothing in Seattle. Clowney is just a name more than the actual like production that we talk about. But he's up there in the top 10 of available free agents. So the Panthers should at least give him a call and see if he would like to come back home. Uh, Leonard Floyd sitting up there at 13th in these rankings. He notched nine sacks of the Rams in 2022, giving him a total of 29 over the past three seasons in LA. He's a long edge rusher at six foot five, similar to Brian Burns, the closing burst and bend to turn a corner on offensive tackles. I would take Floyd, I would take Ngakwe over Jadavian Clowney because of that production. 29 sacks for the last three seasons. Clowney has not done that. Let me see if I can even – let me quickly look out what Jadavian Clowney has done because I should have done this before. Let me quickly see what his sack totals are the last three seasons and just compare those to what we just talked about there, 29 for Leonard Floyd, who was a former first-round pick out of Georgia. All right, looking at it. Last year, Clowney, we already said two sacks. He had nine then zero in Tennessee. So <laughs> a zero sack season is insane. 11 over the last three seasons compared to 29. Who's the better player? Now, Bowen values Clowney more probably because he's better against the run, which I think he certainly is compared to Leonard Floyd. We're just not going to get that production out of Clowney that we get out of Ngakwe or out of Leonard Floyd here in Carolina. Frank Clark, surprised to see him get cut by the Chiefs. I watch enough Chiefs football, but I don't really feel like I watch Frank Clark intently. Just know he's a name. And he's ranked 16th in this list. He logged just five sacks during the regular season for the Chiefs last year. But his postseason numbers jumped again for the veteran edge rusher in Kansas City's playoff run to the Super Bowl title. Clark posted two and a half sacks and six pressures. Clark, who will turn 30 this summer, can upgrade an NFL front even if he is just a nickel pass rushing role. And that's really what we're seeing out of all of these guys. If you're finding a total package at defensive end and at edge rusher, they're typically not available in the second week of free agency or at all. Like last year, Hassan Reddick, that was a rare case where a guy like him was available after having back-to-back awesome seasons. That's just not the case for any of these guys out there available right now. Now, Frank Clark, eh, not enough production from, for me to really want to go out, uh, go get him. I would rather have some of the other guys, especially the guys who are a little bit younger than Clark, and see how they would fit here at Carolina. Now, an older player is Justin Houston. Uh, whose market will be impacted by his age, but the production is still there for a veteran to sign a with a contending team as a rotational edge rusher in 2022. Houston finished with nine and a half sacks, tied for 20th in the league and 32 pressures. He's a detailed pass rusher who can win one-on-one. And he seems like someone I think the Panthers actually might be interested in just because he can give you that veteran role and he can be kind of a mentor and a leader on that defense and he can still give you production. I'm a fan of Justin Houston. He's a little bit older. It's probably only a one-year kind of deal. But he's still going out there and producing and staying healthy for the most part. Like, I, I'm good with that. And in 20th on Matt Bowen's list of available free agents heading into week two of free agency, Melvin Ingram. We talked about him as well, former South Carolina Gamecock. He, uh, he produced six sacks and 22 tackles in 17 games this past season, so durable. Given his age, much like Houston, Ingram should be targeted as a sub-package rusher who will benefit from a heavily schemed defense, one that uses multiple fronts and stunts to put him in defined one-on-one. Does that sound like the defense we're going to have here in Carolina, Vajero Averro? Yes, it does. Melvin Ingram would fit. So, really, Ngakwe, Floyd, Houston, Ingram, of the six that we just talked about, like those are the guys, if they sign any of them, I'll be totally happy about that because the Carolina Panthers 
need to go out there and find a veteran edge rusher opposite of Brian Burns. They can't just go into another season hoping that some of these rotational guys that have had three or four sack seasons can step up and be that guy for them. And, I mean, let me quickly go back and just make sure at least I'm getting, like, Marquise Haynes stats correct. Because I, I, he didn't have a sack, y'all, until, was it week 11 when they played the Falcons and he effectively ended the game with back-to-back sacks on that last drive for Atlanta in the rain. He had five sacks last year, which was a career year. For Marquise Haynes. He's had four, three, and five the last three seasons. So that is 13 sacks. No, that's not. That's bad math. That's 12 sacks. But he has 13 in his career. So 12 sacks over the last three seasons compared to 29 from a guy like Leonard Floyd. Now, how much it cost to bring him in? That's always something that we have to concern ourselves about and, and think about when having these discussions. But maybe somebody else out there who has proven that they can get close to double-digit sacks or even double-digit sacks in a season. But again, not a lot of those guys are out there available and also able to stop the run and do some of the other smaller things that are also very important to playing defense at the Carolina Panthers or any NFL team would want. All right, so wide receiver, edge rusher. What about cornerback? Because J.C. Horn, Dante Jackson, don't want to say they're injury-prone, but they certainly have struggled with injuries the last couple seasons, leaving the Carolina Panthers in a precarious position um, like in Week 17 when C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor could not do anything with Mike Evans. Should the Panthers look at getting another corner? We'll talk about it here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But before we do that, what an insane weekend of March Madness we had this past week. Kansas, number one seed, goes down. See also Purdue to a 16 seed that shouldn't even been in the tournament. What are we doing, Boilermakers? Well, the tournament's heating up, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drain. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout of a same-game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash lock. On. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so the Carolina Panthers have checked the five boxes I asked them to check a week ago. Veteran quarterback, wide receiver, defensive line, pass checking tight end, safety, All five of the boxes have been checked, and I would like for them to get an edge rusher, as we just talked about, some of the available ones out there. But they need to add another cornerback. I feel like they do. We'll go back to week 17, and some people have tried to just break it down as simply the Carolina Panthers did not make the playoffs because Dante Jackson and J.C. Horner both out of that week 17 matchup. And that certainly played a massive role in them losing that game to Tampa Bay that afternoon. That and not having an edge rusher other than Brian Burns to get after Tom Brady, C.J. Henderson, Keith Taylor. Neither one of those guys have shown that they are a reliable third option at corner or even a reliable option when called upon 
as starters, especially in critical situations like Week 17 on the road at Tampa, win or go home scenario. And the Panthers, unfortunately, went home because those guys were not up to snuff and Horn and Jackson have been injured. Look at the last couple of seasons for Dante Jackson. And I don't want to sit here and call the guy injury prone because none of these guys want to get injured. They spend all this time rehabbing, working out, keeping their body in perfect condition so they can play a through a grueling 17-game, 18-week NFL season. Like, none of these guys wants to get hurt. Just the reality is 2020, turf toe. 2021, had the groin issue. And then last year, the worst of them all, an Achilles tear. Dante Jackson has just not been reliable and been able to be on the field for a long period of time throughout the season. And that has hurt Carolina. Now, when you have Stephon Gilmore, and then you add to Henderson, when you still had belief and faith that maybe he could be someone who could step up for you and be at number two one day, that was fine. But when you have a scenario where it's Henderson who's showing you that he's not that guy, and then Keith Taylor, and then even Josh Norman, that is a bad situation for the Carolina Panthers to be in. And Dante Jackson, just right now, it's hard to sit there and believe that he's going to be reliable enough to play for a full 17-game season for you. Chasey Horn, same scenario, unfortunately, where last year had the hip issue, then his own teammate hurt his hand and broke his wrist or whatever it was. That sucks to see. Like That's just bad luck. The, the turf issue, week three on the road, Thursday night football in Houston with the foot, it's all bad luck. And again, none of these guys want to get hurt. But the reality is for the Carolina Panthers, their top two corners – have not been able to make it through a season together. And missing a game or two, that's totally fine. Like, that's football. That's going to happen. But missing handfuls of weeks, that is something that the Carolina Panthers cannot get past if that happens, knowing that Keith Taylor and C.J. Henderson are the guys that have to step up in those situations. And maybe Keith Taylor going from year two to three makes that leap. Maybe Henderson who goes from year three to four, who's likely going to have his fifth-year option declined. Um, maybe he makes that, that leap. It's a contract year, and those are typically undefeated. I just have a hard time really trusting that to happen. Now, if the Panthers are going to take a quarterback at number one overall, and then their next pick's going to be in the second round, and they're likely going to take a wide receiver, and corner could be on the board, edge rusher could be on the board, still depends on how the rest of free agency plays out. I don't know when they would take a cornerback, say they don't take one with that 39th overall pick. It could be a while before the Panthers really address that position, which is why I feel like they should still be in the market for a veteran corner to sign for a couple-year deal and one that's team-friendly. Now, one that probably gets you out of it after a year, maybe two, if that's what you want to do. But they should still be out in the market. Now, Matt Bowen, who I talked about earlier, ESPN.com, he's got his top 30 free agent breakdown out there. of guys are still available, had a top 100 list. Now it's down to 30. He's got Rocky Shin, who actually has a relationship with Frank Reich because he played with Frank Reich back – Indianapolis and here's Bowen saying he had just two interceptions over his past four seasons his four pro seasons rather but with pass with press man traits zone awareness and competitive playing style he's a physical corner who can disrupt at the line of scrimmage and tackle the 2019 second round pick has seven breakups last year and he allowed just one touchdown catch as the nearest defender in coverage according to NFL's next gen stats he's rated the sixth of the top 30 available free agents out there according to Matt Bowen of ESPN.com why not give him a call? Get him here for a year deal if you can do that. He was last year with the Raiders. Of course, like I mentioned, he was in Indianapolis with the Colts and Frank Reich back then. He's a veteran. He's someone who I think probably fits the style of play that they want to run here with uh, the 3-4 scheme of the Jero Vero. Bring him into Carolina. You cannot rely on Henderson and Taylor, and I don't know what you're going to get out of potentially a third or fourth round 
cornerback coming out of college. Rakishin, that's someone I think the Carolina Panthers should be interested in, but really finding a veteran corner to come out here and to add some depth and to be that number three guy, to be someone who can start for a couple weeks if and probably when Horn or Jackson have that injury. The Panthers got to improve and need to find an upgrade over C.J. Henderson and Keith Taylor, whether it's the draft, but more likely for agency. That's something they need to get done. All right, so that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Again, y'all, make sure to check out the show for free over on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast. Subscribe and listen and follow over there. And follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter at Julian Council, where on Friday I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions either at me or DM me over on Twitter at Julian Council. In the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to you all on Tuesday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.